Best bets, President's Cup week. Uh, this week we have um, a lot to preview there, um, especially if you're interested in a uh, just a U.S. domination forthcoming, which I, I expect we'll be talking about um, come next Sunday night. Um, we'll try to find the, uh, I guess, the talking points of the President's Cup tonight. We're going to review the Fortnite Championship won yet again by Max Homa. Uh, we'll throw in some live content, uh, maybe maybe just a little tidbit about Bobby Mack, my boy, Bobby Mack. Um, joining me, uh, Johnny Strauser, uh, big big Lions win yesterday. I feel like you're, um, based on some of your Twitter um, kind of discussion, I feel like you're heavy on the Dan Campbell train. Is that right? You know, I, I, I think I, I think I'm getting kind of, um, kind of, kind of loved it. Um, I, I like what they're doing, and I like the coaching. And you know, after having all these years of of having essentially no hope, you know, you know, dating back to you know, you had uh, um, Bob Quinn, and then before that we had uh, Martin Mayhew, and then we had Matt Millen, and then it was even worse than Matt Millen before that. So you know. I got, I got to have something there. So to be the first NFL franchise to ever defeat the Washington named commanders in the history of the NFL, I, I feel pretty good, but uh, mm-hmm. that, that offense, so that, that looks, it's fun to watch when they can move the ball. And I know you don't really, well, I, I know that's not, not, not the strong suit of, of the, the Chicago bears at this moment. Um, but you know, it's, it's cool. It's, it's fun to see them score. They're going to give up a million points. The lions are, but they're going to score a bunch. And I kind of don't mind that right now. You're not going to be good, at least be entertaining. And I think yes. they have a chance to be entertaining and, uh, the offense can move the ball on the ground and through the air. And that's, that's pretty fun to, to watch. And, uh, I, yeah, I think they're going to be kind of frisky. Um, I don't. Yeah, I do agree. My my team certainly cannot do a lot of throwing the football, which is it's really not great in today's NFL. Um, uh, we don't we don't really have a lot of professional receivers, uh, unfortunately, and we have a quarterback that I I'm still waiting to see that aspect. Um, but I still think we're going to be kind of frisky. But I, I we're going to be really bad, and in the NFL, you got to be either really bad or really good, and so I'm okay with being really bad. Um, as I talked about with Tim in our, our, our preview show, the NFL, the, the Bears have the most projected cap space next year. Um, this is all setting up for next year, hopefully a top five, six pick, and uh, 2023 will be the year, hopefully. Anyway, um, golf, PGA Tour. I, I texted you, um, I, guess it was, I guess it was Thursday. This was opening round of the fortnight opening round of the season. And I, we, we kind of glossed over um, the, the actual favorite last week's show, uh, Max Homa, I guess, because a, it's shocking to see him be the favorite of a PGA tour tournament in, in one way. Um, uh, and B, it just seems like 
this can't be sustainable, right? That maybe that's kind of our thought as well. And we didn't really talk about it, but maybe that was, I mean, winning at this rate seems unsustainable or it's very like Rory-like, um, DJ-like, Mickelson, whatever, those guys. Um, but here we are on Thursday and I, I saw he was, he was, you know, I think he was tied for the lead at the time and, and he really just stayed in the mix the whole way. And before we talk about the ridiculous finish, just the thought of Max Homa with his fifth tour win, his fourth win since the start of 2021, which no one's, no one's actually had more than that. There's a lot of guys I've had four. Um, have we, are we to the point now where we're underrating him or I, I don't know. Where are we at with Max now? I, I guess we're underrating him. I mean, he, for, first he was, this was a tough bet to bet him as the, uh, uh, as the tournament favorite. I mean, he had never, obviously never had been there before pre-tournament and, you know, betting the tournament favorite after he had won the, the previous year. So, you know, uh, Fortinet's one of his sponsors. So, you know, he's got the sponsorship obligations and he's got, you know, the, the, I guess the little bit of pressure or whatever, or the thoughts that he did win last year. But uh, um, so he was real tough to, to lay any money on, um, this week here, just like you said, all the signs were pointing towards, you know, it probably wasn't the greatest of bets there, but as for, as for Max Homa himself, the golfer, Max Homa is really good. I mean, he's, a, he's top 20 in the world. I believe now, if he's not, he should be 16th, 16th. I, I, I think he's trending, you know, we're just looking and we talk about it on the show. I think he's just, he's a, you know, contending in a major or two away from that you know, borderline top 10 thing, but he, he's, he's a good golfer. He's always been a good golfer. He was the NCAA champion at, at, at uh, Cal Berkeley his senior year. So he's always had the game, you know, back in co- high school and college took him forever. As far as, you know, comparative comparative to some of the elite players, young players now to, to get to the tour, but he's comfortable with everything. I think he's comfortable with his game and he he's good. He's just, he's just a good, good player. And, and for him to start out strong like that, and uh, it'll kind of make a statement that uh, he's the defending champion. This he's the betting favorite. And I bet you, he kind of, he fed off of that and, you know, it just looks solid pretty much the whole time. And, and uh, you know, he, he, he hit the ball amazing that, that uh, um, Friday and Saturday didn't make a ton of putts finally got some to drop on Sunday and just, just hung in there forever. So I think, you know, you look at the win total in itself, that's, that's fantastic. I think he's, he's going to be, he's in that, you know, I think that tier two of, of quality players, you know, being top 20 in the world, not quite there, but he's knocking on the door that, you know, he's just a couple of major championship, you know, Sunday contentions away from being in that, that category. Cause you know, I think we both said guy can win a major championship. It's just, you know, it's just a matter of putting it all together during that week there. But uh, uh, you know, I got nothing but good things to say about him. I've always been a fan. He's always been that cool Twitter follow. He's, he's, he's funny. He's, he's got that, that, that uh, good sense of humor and everything, but you know, finally he's realizing and everybody's real realizing how good of an actual player he is and it has nothing to do with his, you know, his Twitter game. It's, it's all that golf game and, and he's, he's feeling it. Yeah. Four wins and 41 starts is, um, 
I, I, you know, if, if you don't follow golf that closely, you're like, that eh, sounds, that sounds pretty good. And that's, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. insane. It's um, like I said, it's just a run that I, I never, I, you know, when, when he won his first tournament in 2019, um, it was shocking because a, this is a guy and I, this is where I don't know how much people know about his past after he came out on tour as a college star. He, I mean, he was struggling in the worst way. I mean, he made two cuts out of 17 starts in 2017. He had three FedEx cup points for the season three. Um, I mean, and he, it is, it is well told by him how hard and, and, and he lost all belief in himself, um, had to, you know, regain status, go through the process. And it was a really just a long road back to even that point. Then he gets his first win kind of out of nowhere in 2019 um, at the Wells Fargo um, at Quill Hollow, which, you know, cool to be going back there this week for him, I'm sure. Um, but then it was, it was that second win, um, you know, at Riv, uh, at, beginning of last season 2021 and i think that was like a validation like not only did it validate that first win it was a it was a big boy event big boy tournament and then these they just keep rolling in and it's like when he gets into contention he's one of these guys that just wins tournaments you see a lot of guys get in contention then they don't win i don't want to say by name but tony fee now until maybe this year it's just a classic guy like he's going to get in contention once every three events but he's not going to win. And, and Max, it's like, now I, I, it's like the trustability um, of, of when he's up there. Like I kind of felt like the whole weekend, I'm like, well, shit, Max going to win. I mean, I don't know how, I don't know how it's going to happen. And, and then we'll get to that in one second. Like, I just, I just think he's going to win. But so impressive to come in as the betting favorite, as the guy, um, and the defending champ, when usually if you're the defending champ, you have a top 10, top 15, it's like, that's a nice showing, right? As a, as a champ to come in with those two things and win is, it's to me, it's almost the most impressive thing that he's done. I mean, if you want to be a naysayer and say like, okay, he's not outside of, outside of the Riv win, like his last three wins, not, not the strongest fields. That's, I guess that's fair to say, but it's just hard to win period out here. And the fact that he's won five times now, and I, I feel like he's just coming into his own, um, you know, what's the ceiling. I, I know we've been down that road. I think he could win a major. Um, I think now he's just established this belief in himself where like, he's kind of become a killer. Um, and like you mentioned, there's really no, really no holes in this game. I think his short game for a long time was a concern. As we saw Sunday, I mean, he's, he's shored that up. Um, Hugely, he has these really nice spike putting weeks that when he puts well, he's in contention. Um, and and I, I think he's you know, total driving. He's as good as anyone. Um, you know, he hits a ton of fairways and hits it far enough. Let's talk about what transpired, though, on the 72nd hole, because we should be talking about Danny Willett and Danny Willett getting his second PGA Tour win. Um, we know what happened at the 2016 Masters. Um you know, I don't want to say he took it from Spieth because we know Spieth pretty much gave that one away, but he walked through the door and he hasn't won since. And, and really he, he was out in the wilderness for a while. Right. Um, I th- but he's kind of, he's kind of been back the last couple of years yeah. and this was, I mean, I, I don't know what his number was. I bet he was around 80 or hundred to one last week. I don't know exactly, but it wasn't, wasn't necessarily he was ex- expected to contend at Silverado, but 
Um, so if you weren't watching, um, I, I, the scenario was insane. He's up by one. Willett is going to the 72nd hole. Um, he has Max hits a greenside, but not necessarily greenside in two. He's got like a 40-yard bunker shot. It's a tough bunker shot. Willett's got like a, I think it was like a 50 to 60-yard wedge shot. He sticks it to five feet. I mean, at that point, you're like, there's, I mean, there's got a lot has to go wrong for him to not win here. Um, Homa misses the green with, with his bunker shot. So he's got this pretty difficult pitch shot for his fourth. And Will has got four, I think it was three feet, nine inches for birdie. I mean, I don't know what the alive odds were at that point, but it had to be Homa plus 2,500. I, I would think at least. Um, I mean, so, so Max. Go. I mean, I mean, it wasn't. I don't know if it was a great shot. There's a lot of speed on that that chip shot, but it went in the hole, and it went in with conviction. <laughs> and it was your typical PGA Tour high five, right? Where he almost took the caddy's hand off, and um, I don't know if they really connected well. Yeah. So you're like, holy shit! But still, Danny Willis got a four footer to win the tournament, and. And from that point on, it was, uh, I mean, I think I described to you, I've never seen anything quite like that scenario where it just seemed like a shoe-in that that guy was going to win. And then he three putts. I mean, he puts that that first putt farther past than his birdie putt, and then he just hits that weak, that weak par effort coming back. I mean, uh, just shocking, just shocking. I mean... You had to feel for Willett, um, you know, and even if you're not a fan, that's, I mean, cause we've all been there where we've three putted from four feet, but we've probably not been there often when it's the 72nd hole of the tournament when that's, you, you should probably win the tournament. Right. Yeah. I mean, so, so the, the, the chip shot that, that Homa hit, I mean, it was really hard. Green was elevated. So it was probably waist height to, to, to chest height. So you can't put much spin on that shot. It's just, it's kind of one of those things that a tour player would, would either would, would maybe flop it up there and hope he hits it to five feet and has a birdie putt, or he chips it low with the thought of he's going to have probably seven, eight feet because it's just, you can't spin it like that. So, or if you hit the pin and it caroms a foot away from the hole for a tap in for his bogey, you know, something like that there. But Hits a perfect chip shot, hits uh, dead center of the pin, goes in, um, which gave him, you know, gave him a chance. So Willett had to make that putt to win. If he if he two putts, they go to a playoff. And um, yeah, he just all he had to do was kind of just breathe on it. But he he said, you know what, I'm I'm going to hit a normal putt with with good speed and absolutely just just shit the bed right there and hit it like you said so far away from the hole there. And at that point, you know, the, the demons are, are, are creeping in and everything like that. So unbelievable though, that uh, a tour player wouldn't just two putt from there at worst. And he was the, the only one that, uh, that three putted from five feet, obviously that whole week out of, out of everybody. But uh, yeah, you feel bad for him. I mean, he, I think he's a genuinely pretty good dude. I mean, the way he reacted afterwards, you know, by speaking to the press and by, you know, being very forthcoming and everything like that. And after he won the masters in 2016, he's got a little bit of a, got a little bit of a, a drop in the, in his backswing. So he was really, really hitting driver bad and lost a bunch of confidence and was, uh, he was playing bad golf. I mean, 
I remember, I think it was two years, three, maybe three years, you know, we're looking at 2018, 2019. He couldn't hit a fairway to save his life and was shooting 76, 72 um, and missing the cut by, by five, six, seven, eight shots every single week. I mean, mm-hmm. he was as bad of a player as you could get, but he had that exemption from winning the Masters that, that kept him on there for quite a long time there. And, and he slowly worked his way, uh, gotten with a new coach, and they've got him working on that as, as much as possible. And, you know, he's hitting it a lot more consistent and he's had some decent showings this year. I think he's played okay. I mean, a lot better than b- before he's, you know, he's cashing, cashing checks, which is, you know, something that he wasn't doing just a couple of years ago, but yeah, you really kind of, you know, it's, it stinks that he didn't win. I mean, you know, you know, we're Max Homa fans. So for us, we're like, Hey man, yeah, that's a, that's another win. That's number five, you know, and everything like that. But that's, that's kind of a tough thing. And, and hopefully though, that something like that, you know, and the way he handled it afterwards that, uh, um, you know, that he'll, he'll keep his tour card, maybe win an event at some point, you know, cause you really do kind of feel for it. And, and it just, it just sucks. And that's just unfortunately the bad end of it. But you said, I think you told me that you, we probably wouldn't see that out of a hundred events. I, I think you could quintuple I, that. I mean, that, right. that is probably, that'll probably never happen in our lifetime again, where somebody will three putt like that. I mean, you could think that, I mean, there's been a couple major championships in history um, where there's had, you know, silly little three putts at the end. And I could think of, you know, the U S open with uh, Retief Goosen who ended up three putting to get in the playoff and he ended up winning. Um, That's right. yeah. There was a uh, couple others, but yeah, I mean, unbelievable though. I mean, the three putt coupled with with Homa chipping it in yeah. is, I mean, normally in those circumstances you'll see that guy try to chip it in and jam it twelve feet past and make bogey. Um, so it, just inexplicable <laughs> in so many ways. I, I mean, I'm gl- I'm glad Max won, obviously, but I mean, as a golfer, man, you got to feel gutted for Willett because that is, I mean, you you always have that thought where you it's supposed to have that match play mentality where you, you expect the guy you're supposed to expect the guy to to make it right. You don't really think that's going to happen in that situation where like, okay, yeah, he's going to chip it in and then I got to get up there and make the the four footer down the hill for birdie to win. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure Will, it was already going through his mind. Like, you know, it's, it's just human nature to think that 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 was in the bag. Um, So that, I, I, yeah, I, I can't get over that. I still, I, I watched the highlights a few times a day and I still can't believe it happened. Um, the Fortnite picks for the week. Um, I mean, let's just be honest. Our win bets were just absolute trash. Like maybe the worst set of win bets we've had <laughs> for a good year. Um, I know my guy, my top guy was Davis Riley. I mean, he was near dead last uh, on Thursday. So that was cool. Um, I don't, did Pendrith make the cut your, your pick? I think he did make the cut. I think. <laughs> and I know I had Zach's picks, uh, Cam Davis. I think he missed the cut as well. Um, however, proud to say that I did hit plus 500 Harris English top 20 and plus 550 Taylor Montgomery, who is one of the hottest players in the world right now. I mean, it's, That's- Bombs it and makes putts, man. That that guy, yeah, that that was a good pick. That was a, I, I tailed you on that one. I actually did tail the uh, the Harris English pick as well. I 
I, I think I bet him though, top 20 or top 30, but still came out with pretty really good plus money. And both of them were, but, uh, but yeah. yeah, good picks there that you ended up on the positive there. So, you know, at least there was that. At least there was that because, which is not, not normal for me. Normally I'm, I'm the strikeout or home run guy where I'll, I'll miss all five, but the next week I'll get the winner at, at plus 5,000 or whatever. So not common for me to hit a top 10 or top 20. I think Zach was, he was in the, he was in the, ballpark with Cooch for most of the week, but I think he fell out there. Uh, tough final round for Coocher. Um, So we'll move on. Um, I don't know. What's that? What's the event after the President's Cup? Is it- it's the chicken tournament. Oh, it's Sanderson the Farms? Sanderson Farms in, okay. in Mississippi there. Okay. So we'll have a, a new set of picks then. And, 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 you know, we'll talk about the President's Cup and maybe we'll, uh, we'll throw some picks this week for the President's Cup. Um, what else? So we have uh, Oh, so the DP World Tour. I, uh, I, 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 you know, I gotta, I guess, gotta talk about it a little bit because um, I, I didn't see a shot. That's that's the cool thing is I didn't see a shot of the Italian Open, and uh, I bet Robert McIntyre, Bobby Mack to win. Uh, he gets it done in the playoff over Matt Fitzpatrick. I saw he moved into semi contention Saturday, but he was I think four shots back. I think in seventh or eighth. And then I woke up Sunday morning and uh, he just had a hot front nine. He was in the lead. And I was like, man, I got, I got, I guess I'm going to have to worry about this just a little bit. And uh, still, still never tuned in. And uh, he, he luckily got into a playoff with Fitzpatrick and buried the first playoff hole and wins at plus 5,000. So that's, that's always nice when it's kind of unexpected. And uh, I only made, two bets on that, uh, on the Italian open. That was, it was him and Eddie Pepperell. So thank you, Bobby Mack. Yep. N- nice work there. Yeah. He did, uh, got that 29 on the front nine and you, you, you told me that. So I was watching it at work and I was like, okay, we got something going on here and made those two bogeys. I was like, yep. All right. After you told me he's about to bet, he's done. And just, right. That's usually how and then he came back. He birdied the next hole and, 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 uh, had a pretty yeah. good finish there. So I was like, yeah. okay. Yeah, and and I think we mentioned him last week as future Ryder Cupper, uh, yep. Robert McIntyre, and uh, that this is where, of course, they're playing the uh, the, the Ryder Cup next year. Yep. Uh, Eleven birdies in nineteen holes, any good for for one round? So yeah, he he pretty much etched his name in into that Ryder Cup team, I would think. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the uh, WWE. I mean, sorry, Live Golf. Um, uh, for a couple minutes here. Um. Have by the way, I, did you watch any of the Chicago event? And have you watched any of? I mean, any substantial time in any of the events? I, I didn't know that they had an event this week until Twitter showed a few quotes from Arlo or David Faraday regarding you know some I don't know some Saudi violence or something like that that could have been tied that way and and the other incident that we'll talk about here shortly so I know I didn't actually watch it I did watch some of Pumpkin Ridge I didn't watch any of Bedminster I watched a few shots of the Boston event but it just is it's not it's good if you like to like a like to watch a decent golf course and you like to see guys good players hitting shots but it's just it's it's too weird to me. It doesn't feel like, it just doesn't feel like a tournament. It just feels like, it just feels like just watching golf, you know, and, and I guess that's okay for some people, but if it doesn't feel like a competition and 
again, I haven't really given it a, a full fighting chance by watching, you know, 10, 12 holes, you know, something like that of an event. But uh, I didn't know this one was on. I didn't know they were, they were playing so quickly because that, you know, playing two, two times in three weeks, that's a lot for these guys, you know? That's true. That's true. I, I knew they were playing, but I did not, I did not really see any of it. Um, uh, I, you know, I, I was, I was following, I, I care more about the, the lead up Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday at the live event than the actual event, because that's where you're going to get the quotes. That's where you're going to get some of the, you know, some of the rumors. And I appreciate that more than the actual golf. I, I watched pretty much the last 10 holes of the Boston event. Um, again, it's not like it's terrible. I just can't reconcile what it is. Like you mentioned, it's just, it just feels like a lot of golf shots coming at you. You're kind of confused because you're like, I don't know what hole this guy's finishing on. Is that a par three? Oh, that guy's on a par five. It's just really hard to um, reconcile that. And now I feel like, Boston and then now Chicago, it it almost feels like they're promoting like more of a party um, with everything they're doing than an actual golf tournament. And I, I but I, I think that goes along. It kind of goes into the whole sports washing thing, right? Like mm-hmm. they're 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 the golf is secondary, and that's that's what that's what we've been trying to say the whole time is that these guys really don't give a shit about the actual golf product. They are, they're pushing this because they are trying to promote their brand to increase business partners uh, in the future to normalize Saudi. But the golf is just, it's the vehicle to do that with. Um, So there's, there's a lot that goes along with that. You know, I, I saw a lot of Greg Norman discussion with, um, was it him that mentioned that the top two players in the world right now, or on live cam smith and dustin johnson yeah um which who knows he could be right um yeah. but we'll never know um i mean cam smith has chosen his path that he wants to compete against chase kepka and peter uline two guys that finished in the top 10 of this tournament that can't chase kepka has never had full status on the pj tour peter uline is your classic yo-yo guy corn fairy go back to the tour, can never f- gain full status. It's it's that piece where I'm like, this isn't, this is, that's why I'm disappointed in a guy like Cam Smith where he's choosing this path to compete against guys like that. And sure, there's a handful of really good players. DJ is a great player. Joaquin Neiman is, is on that path. Um, I, I, I really don't know outside of that, like, you know, Bryson and Brooks, they seem to be a, a reduced version of what they used to be. Um, so I, I'm just disappointed that that path has been chosen by arguably the best player in the world this year, Cam Smith. Beating Peter Uline in an event like this doesn't, doesn't show me anything. Doesn't, it, does, it does nothing for me because it's just, it, again, it feels like the WWE. It's, it's just fake, right? Yeah, I I think you I, I think everything you said was 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 spot on. I mean, I, I think um, I'm part of a, a a national Facebook golf forum, basically a discussion forum, and there's been a lot of those guys um, on there who have gone to either of the two live events here recently, and they talk about, oh man, it's so much more fun. They got music. And they got cheap tickets and they got a dog that walks all over the place and they're going to have 
beer cart soon. And it's just like, okay. I mean, but yeah, you're right. Is, is they're, they're doing exactly what they want to be doing and they're doing it well because those, 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 the, the people who are, are, are fascinated with it, you know, they're, they're falling for it because of all that. And they, they create this, this victim card in, in the media and on their social medias and all that stuff that, uh, that the big bad PGA tour with all their, their, all their money and all that stuff is, is the ones that aren't allowing these other players to play and whatnot there. But, uh, but yeah, as for the actual golf, which is kind of what we're you know most con- concerned with is, yeah, I mean, Cam Smith, that's cool. Yeah, he is the he's probably the best player in the world right now. I have I have no doubt that he's you know, if you had to rank Scheffler or or Cam Smith, I would take Cam Smith in any tournament, you know, right now. And and and, and that's fine. But yeah, when when they're playing these these miniature events here and and you know, it's just it's just different. And and the shotgun starts are weird. Like you and I oftentimes when we're watching on Sundays, we'll discuss like if a player is like two or three shots ahead uh, or two or three holes ahead on a PGA event, you'll be like, he's got, he still has two par fives or he still has the short par four left. And he's got these, you know, this sequence of holes because we're, we're trying to plan out what holes he could birdie or what right. holes he's going to struggle on. You really can't do that with, with uh, you know, with this thing. Cause it's just like, well, did he, I know there's eight holes to go, but he's on four. So <laughs> let me think about five through 10 here, you know, and it's just, it's just a whole weird thing here. So I, I agree that, that, you know, as far as the quality of play, you're getting you know, 48 man fields. I mean, that's just, it, it's so weak, especially when 35 of them, I have no chance to win a tournament. I mean, Peter Uline probably just careered it for, you know, for a couple of days there and, and shot some ridiculously low scores being buried somewhere in the coverage and, and, you know, was probably never shown and, and, and everything like that. So, you know, it's just, it's, it's doing what they need to be doing, but you know, at some point you got to figure it out. It's like, this is, this is not the intent to display good golf. They're using Norman for that because I mean, Norman's a successful business guy and he's got ideas and he's always hated the PGA tour with a passion. So anything that, you know, he's got those, those, uh, those things that he's coming up with that are innovative and, and everything like that. And they just, they play that, uh, they play that game where they just make it look like, uh, um, you know, that, that the PGA tour is the bad one here. And I've seen, I've seen people I know and people I don't know talk about how terrible and how awful the PGA tour and how Rory McIlroy is and all this stuff. And it's like, seriously, I mean, good God, this is just, it, it just, I, I, I just sit there and just think, I mean, what the hell? I mean, yeah, it's like, first of all, I mean, we've been doing this podcast for almost two years, uh, a lot of golf shows. I mean, we, there, we have given a fair amount of criticism toward the PGA tour for things that they do. There's, we, we have said there's too many events on the schedule. It's, oh, there's oversaturation. Yeah. Do we still come in and talk about the Sanderson farms? Yeah, probably. Yeah. We like to still watch and, and bet on it. Would I miss it if it's gone? No. Absolutely not. But there's there's been a lot of fair criticisms about the PGA Tour that we've given. Um, it's not a perfect product. Um, I think it's going to get better. I think it's going to get a lot better after after this season. Um, you know, was a lot of that driven by the uh, you know the arrival of Liv for sure. You know, they they did not 
they were not proactive, they were reactive. But, you know, I, a lot of this is misinformation. Like, where did all the money come from? Maybe Mickelson was right. Maybe partially, but I think, I think they're missing the point that there was a huge uh, influx of dollars from the TV contracts. And that's where a lot of this money has come from. Um, that's going to be part of the new um, part of the new rollout with the elevated events going forward in 2023. But my point is, is has there been a lot of good things that Liv has done? I, I think so. I mean, it's way, way farther along than I think we both thought it would be at this point, for sure. Have they gotten top players? Yep. They've gotten names. They've gotten, um, you know, maybe big names past their prime, but some current big names, and that's you know good on them. Um, I just don't know what I just don't know what I'm doing when I'm watching, and I'm I I feel like like you mentioned, I'm watching a pool of like eight guys that I could could actually win, and they're beating such a reduced field of past their prime players or true guys that will never be able to compete. I, I just I can't reconcile it. Now, some of the things that I think are good, like the team aspect, is interesting. I don't know how the fuck it works though. I really don't. I have no idea how the team aspect works. Like I tune in, I see the four aces. They're they're the new Chicago Bulls. And um <laughs> according to Arlo White, or I don't know who said that. That is him. But I'm like, cool. I don't know how the four aces are winning every week because you know, I see this week Taylor Gooch finished 35th, Pat Perez finished 31st. Uh I don't know where, where Pat Reed was, but like I, I don't, I don't understand how that works. I think the team aspect is probably the most interesting part of it, especially in the future, as as maybe there's sponsors tied to it and it, it becomes a true franchise with you know as DJ and owner of the four aces. I mean, I, there's some aspect of that that could be interesting, but I I don't know what it would look like in the future. So I, I just want to be. You know, come out and say that I feel like the criticism. You try to see both sides of it. You try to do that with the BJ Tour, but there's just not a lot of good stuff if you actually sit down and watch live golf. Yeah, I and and I think you're, you know, the PJ Tour is not totally innocent in this, and and whether they're coming up with money for the TV from the TV, you know, deals and everything like that. That's they were they were sitting on cash and of course they are i mean all these sports leagues are so i mean they've all got it but they've never had a a true rival there's never been a reason i mean think about any you know any 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 business that uh, that doesn't really have uh have a rival like a, just a, a factory in a town or something like that they could pay their employees x amount because it's take it or leave it. You know, they can't, there's no other option to work anywhere, but I mean, if you add something, you know, some competition to it, then, then yeah, then it's going to make a little bit of a difference here. Truth be told having, I think having the, the, the half million dollar minimum and, and having that kind of uh, um, uh, these elevated events, you know, maybe shortening the the schedule a little bit with uh, the, the smaller events and everything. This is stuff they should have done all along. And you're right. They're very, very reactive. And that's Jay Monahan. I mean, you know, if this doesn't work, I'm surprised that if, at the end of the season that he, they weren't considering getting rid of him anyways, because he just got boat raced by Greg Norman. I mean, Greg Norman was like, yeah, we're going to keep going on here. And he was just like, Nope, it's not going to happen. And Monahan was, was, was dead wrong. And, and, and almost lost quite a bit there, but uh, you know, I think Tiger bringing in the group of guys from in the playoff event, I think that really 
really added to it and saved it and everything like that. So it, it, it the, the live stuff, I think is cool. If the, in a lot of aspects, like you said, um, and, and maybe we'll see some of that on the PGA tour, but yeah, without the competition, you know, without any, any chief rival, just like, just like what Phil Mickelson has said. I mean, he's like, you know, he's like, you know, the PGA tour guys should be thanking us. I mean, he's not, I don't think he's totally wrong there. I, I think a lot of it is, you know, TV rights driven, but uh, you know, they could sit on this cash. Like they probably have been for, you know, since the tiger era started. So, mm-hmm. you know, we'll see how this goes. If they poach any more players, you know, I think Norman's talked about kind of being set and everything like that and, and, and whatnot, but it'll be interesting to see because Liv is going to continue to do whatever it wants to, because they'll give them unlimited money to do it. So they'll come up, come up with different ways to make it fun and make it appear fun for the players and for the, you know, for the spectators. But uh, I think the TV deal is something that they need to make it a little bit more organized first and to have the flow of the event be considerably better. Otherwise, it's just unwatchable. Well, speaking of unwatchable, it was um, I, I saw was it seventy five thousand people? Or no, I think it was like forty five thousand people tuned in the final day um, on the YouTube feed. Um, and then I was thinking about that. I'm like, what's a, what's a what's a college football stadium that holds about forty five thousand people? Well, uh, you know, IU. IU football, they do have a program. I, I don't know how many people attended Saturday's game when they played against Western Kentucky. I imagine it was probably around somewhere around forty to 45,000. So all the people in that stadium, it, 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 that's that's what we're talking about. <laughs> it, I mean, worldwide viewed live golf. So no, one, no one is watching this. And I saw that the numbers have been decreasing um, basically the last three events. Um, the, the, the feeds have been... Um, I know that there's some discussion about, I mean, according to Greg Norman, they're, they're in discussion with three or four networks. I don't, I don't know who that would be. The only one I can think of is Fox. Right. Um, so I don't, I don't know where this goes with, if they don't have a TV deal in 23, if they just continue on YouTube and their website. And, um, but yeah, there's so many, so many tentacles to this. And I feel like we are, we are so early in the live golf thing. Um, like there's so much long term that we don't know where this is going to go. The I think the most important domino still is uh, uh, world golf ranking points. If these guys aren't ever going to get any, like I, I really think that's going to affect how a lot of these guys um, that you know might be on the fence that are currently playing on the PGA Tour. I mean, if you can't play in the majors, I think that really matters quite a bit. Um, Anyways, we could go on and on about this, and, I'm, and I think we still need to have probably the definitive PGA Tour versus Live Golf podcast. I might be in the works on that one, um, <laughs> maybe with our friend Zach Lear. I'm not sure yet, um, but let's 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 move on to the Presidents Cup uh, this week down Quail Hollow. Um, it's definitely been like the ugly stepbrother, um, you know, the little brother of of the Ryder Cup. This year, it's it's on paper. It's as big a mismatch as you'll see. In fact, I was trying to figure out how large of a mismatch it is. Uh, the U.S. is favored uh, substantially, minus seven hundreds uh, to win the Presidents Cup. That equates to about a seventeen point favorite uh, in the NFL. Um, 
a 17-point favorite in the NFL is a massive, massive number. So I can't even equate how large of a favorite the U.S. is this week against the international team. In fact, I think it was three or four weeks ago we were talking when a lot of the live rumors were going on with guys like Cam Smith, Joaquin Neiman. The number was at minus, I think, around minus 300. And I said, I think that's a steal because we knew Cam Smith was going. Um, I kinda, I'm kind of upset with myself. I didn't jump on it um, at the time. What are your expectations this week? Are you interested at all? Um, if so, what is your uh what is your angle to watch? Because this certainly looks like a uh, blowout in the making. I'm interested to watch because it's it's team golf. I, I I will say that. I I I just I'm trying to I'm trying well, you to got live. I mean, you haven't watched live as team golf. That's that's true. I the, the niblicks could uh, could pull the upset. You know, over the something. dynasty that is the four aces. The, yeah, the 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 bulls. <laughs> Jesus Christ! We didn't even talk about the Bryson thing. Getting oh, us- I forgot. Have you ever yeah, been? Have you run into a a uh, or clothesline by a rope? I I, ha- I have actually. Um, yeah, I didn't react like that though. I just kind of you know jarred me, and I just pulled the rope over and and moved on with my fucking life. That <laughs> was, was, was amazing. That was that was so good. Go to Twitter and just, I mean, search it. I know PFT commenter retweeted it because I hate Bryson. Just Amanda Rose, I think, posted it from his weird angle. It's just, please, it's, just. It's it's the most ridiculous thing you've seen. It, it, it is really it is. is so. I mean, it is on brand for Bryson. It's like um, he got he got sniped. Is what how he reacted. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and, I, I mean I it's a Saudi league, but you know it's a rope. But anyways, okay, proceed. You're you're interested in team golf, yes? I'm interested because it's just you know, it, it is the team golf. It's not it's not the Ryder Cup. It'll never will be the Ryder Cup. But can it ever be that way? I don't know. But I'm trying to envision. I always try to think of these events here. Is there any way that the U.S. team can lose at this point? I did that when uh, when they played. Uh, uh, whistling straights you were dead set like u.s is gonna just boat race them and i'm like yeah no because you get these assholes like terrell hatton and you know uh victor hovland will go five and oh and you know this the spanish armada of you know sergio and rom will go five and oh you know just stupid stuff like that like like what you know what's happened um in the early 2000s but does this team i mean just looking at it front to you know top to bottom here i mean they're 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 not that good i mean could they could they have a chance come sunday i just i can't see it i mean but i thought that royal melbourne when tiger was the captain a couple years ago that it was going to be kind of a blowout and it they had to come back to win on the last day, didn't they? So, I mean, there, there is, is. There, yeah. there is that. But this is on U.S. soil. Home games and these team competitions make such a huge difference. We talked about it uh, last week, actually. Uh, last time the U.S. won the Ryder Cup away was, you know, 100 years ago, it seems like. So, you know, but but this team, you know, losing Smith, losing um, uh, Leishman, 
you know, and, and the continuity of the team, there's always a lot of volatility on that, uh, on the international team, because you get guys that pop up and, and play good for a couple of years and, and end up making the team. And, you know, they have different, uh, different, you know, speak different languages and they're just, they're just different people and you know, they don't probably normally play together too much, but there's some good players. I, yeah. I we could bet it. We just got to figure out how we're going to bet it here. To, to come out profitable because you know minus 700 we're not going to lay money yeah that's just that's just no. senseless stuff but uh i don't know i mean are you going to watch it i mean we got a full slate of college footballs uh saturday and nfl on sunday is it is to you is it is it worth tuning in uh yeah you know so first of all i always forget that it's it's four days four days um, i always forget that and i always forget compared to the Ryder cup where there's four sessions or four matches in a session, there's there's five matches in a session. So there's just a ton of points available compared to the Ryder Cup. So absolutely, Thursday and Friday, I'll be tuned in. Um, on the weekend, I'll, I'll probably have it on my laptop while I have football on. That's what I usually do with the Ryder Cup. Or if it's a truly great Ryder Cup, then, then it might be main TV status. But just, I'll follow on the on my laptop for sure. Because like you, I'm still interested in team golf. I'm interested in the individual performances, um, especially from the U.S. side as it relates to um, – you know, whether it's a, a Sam Burns making his first team event um, and, and how it relates to next year's Ryder Cup. I'm 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 really interested because this group, uh, to me, it's 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 the same group that's going to be uh, competing in Italy next year, um, trying to win the first road Ryder Cup in 30 years. So to me, it's a it's an investment into next year's team. I love the team events. Um, I like to see the the partnerships that um, our guy Davis Love is going to come up with, um, and his like eighth captaincy between all the teams. Um, which, by the way, I've already I've already figured out the partnerships that they should go with the whole week, and there's just really no reason to divert whether it's best ball or alternate shot. I mean, here here's here's the six partnerships, and I want to see if you if you agree or not for the U.S. Um, I mean, and some of these are just no-brainers. Uh, Spieth and JT, um, Xander and Cantley, yep. Burns, uh, Burns and Scheffler. I mean, those three are like kind of automatic, right? Yeah. Um, uh, Cam Young and Tony Finau. Ooh, great! Right? Just unbelievable length, ball striking. Uh, Morikawa and Homa, the Cal guys, and uh, Horschel and Kisner. I mean, that's, I, actually, I actually like that Horschel Kisner team. Right, they're just gonna I, battle. They're just gonna battle. Oh, right? I think they could be just so annoying to play. I think Horschel with anybody could be annoying to play. I think <laughs> Horschel's gonna be Horschel's gonna be that guy this week. Uh, I just hope those are and those are pretty well set. I would. I mean, I, I know I know Davis will switch them up a little bit, but no, I mean that's just kind of what you got to go with. I think um, Quail Hollow is. I, I mean, it is an immense home course advantage for the yeah. U.S. I mean, it's yeah. it, not only is the talent gap massive, the the course fit is just unbelievable for the U.S. team. I mean, is it a good fit for guys like Cam Davis and Taylor Pendrith? Absolutely, but um, it, it's it's not going to matter. It, it just won't matter at all. Um, so we we both agree the U.S. is probably going to win this going away. Um, what are some of the uh, prop bets or um, other types of bets you're looking at this week that that might interest you um, 
it gives you obviously a better number or, um, you know, something of that nature. Well, I, I think you've got looking at the, uh, the tournament correct score. That's really hard. Cause there's, there's half points. And now that, you know, we've got 30 points, um, to, yeah. uh, to work with here, which is more than what the Ryder cup is. It's a lot harder to pick. However, um, I think that could be a fun one because looking at it, uh, plus eight fifties, the, the shortest number as far as, uh, numbers that you can pick there. So I think there's, a um, yeah, I think there's pretty good, uh, pretty good numbers. You could throw a few bets out there and still come out on a positive. And, uh, mm-hmm. I'll be looking at something like, I mean, I, I think it's going to be like 19 to 11. That's plus, that's plus 900, 18 and a half to 11 and a half at plus a thousand. You could go with them getting boat raced at 23 or more Jesus. at plus 1200. I don't think it's going to be that. I, I really don't. I mean, I, I think though the U S is going to win by six or seven, at least it, it just, it, it's a little bit t- tough to determine I mean, they're they're all going to go hard on Sunday, but how hard they go on Sunday, you know, like let's say it's just an absolute, you know, wash, you know, I'm sure there could be some motivation for the international team to play a little bit better and everything like that. But I'm going to look at something like that. I'm going to throw a couple bets on that. I'm liking something like I said, 1911, 18 and a half, 11 and a half, you know, something like that. Um, what one thing I really wish, and we'll have that probably on our best bets, is I like the the, the golfer props when they do the over-under points. Um, I, there's some guys I like to play. I don't think anybody's gonna, any of the U.S. guys are going to play uh, uh, five matches. I think you got to look at the international team, like a, uh, like a Sunjay M or maybe Adam Scott, um, to play in five matches. And you could look at if there's like if they're like one and a half points over-under, I'd be looking at them to, to be on the over because maybe they could get you know two points you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. So a couple of those guys, the U S team's going to be a little bit tough for their, there's, there's a couple more matches per, so it's not totally going to be where you're going to see only see them in only three matches. I mean, there's going to be some that's four. So, you know, guys, I like to, to score a lot of points are going to be Scotty Scheffler, obviously. Um, so you look at that, you can look at, uh, um, of course my computer's frozen. Who are some of the guys though, that you, <laughs> I got to go to my phone here. Who are some of the guys you like though, that could earn a lot of points? Um, well, I want to, I want to um, talk about your point that, you know, you say you don't think uh, any American will play five matches. Don't, I mean, but statistically someone has to, right? Because, because only two will sit out Thursday, two will sit oh, out Friday, right. two will sit there, out Saturday. Yeah. There's going to be some guys. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Because, well, yeah. Well, you got, so you get two, four, and there, well, there's 36 holes on Saturday, though. There's, That's what it is. Okay. There's one. There's there's one round Thursday, one round Friday, two on Saturday, and then singles on Sunday. So there's okay five sessions. Jesus Christ! You would think we would know like the format at this point, but so so um, total eight golfers will sit throughout okay. the course of the first four days. So yeah, four, four okay. guys will have to play five matches. Okay. See, it, it is, it is difficult to figure out how, 
you know, the pairings will, will, will fall out. And if someone's really hot or they're just going to ride them the whole week until they get to singles, I don't know, but um, yeah, just looking at the numbers, um, you know, so like top point scorer, I, I always look at JT and team matches. Um, he really gets up for it. He really loves it. He loves being this, you know, the, the, the focal point he's fiery he's he's sort of become the emotional leader of the u.s team the heart of the team so at plus 900 he's behind shuffler xander and cantley i, I kind of like his number um as a, a longer shot on the u.s team um i kind of i just love cam young's game for this golf course it just feels like it, an absolutely perfect fit he's doubled the number of jt at plus 1800 so this is top point score overall for both teams um so i i like them um if you wanted to look at the top score for um uh, an international team um i mentioned taylor pendrith before um that i think he's a great fit he's been playing really really good golf coming in here so just for, for the international team itself he's at plus 1200 i mean i think he is what's he's eighth on the board of the international team i think that's pretty good value on him um so i like that play there that's a couple that i like um outside of that i do like i do like your strategy of making may you know may three correct score uh picks i like that 18 to 12, 19 to 11 range. They could get to 20 to 10, something like that. The one that I, I, I just saw before we went live that, that really surprised me was the um, tournament lines for um, singles on Sunday. Uh, for the U.S. to win singles, it's at minus 225. That's still, wow. that's still pretty short. Um, uh, you know, got to lay 225 to win 100. Um I don't know. Maybe that could be a parlay piece with a uh, heavy favorite in an NFL game. Um, maybe parlay it with the Bears to beat the Texans on Sunday, and uh, you got you got a good number there. Um, but that's that that seems surprising to me because I, I just the, the U.S. always performs really really well in singles, even in the Ryder Cup historically when they've played kind of shitty. The, the singles that they've always done well, I, I can't see. I can't see a path for the internationals winning that final day. Um, so I like the U S there as well. What else? Yeah, I do. Um, I am going to, I'm going to ride and I, I, I don't love the odds, but as the top point scorer, I'm going to, I like the Shoffley can't lay team. I think they're just, you know, they're, they're just so good together and they're, they, they wear you down and I could see them playing in all, all the matches there. So those guys at uh, plus seven hundred and plus seven fifty, I think, have a pretty good, uh, mm-hmm. pretty good chance there. Um, I, I'm not gonna, as far as like top you, uh, top point score overall. It, I'm not gonna obviously pick a um, a international team. One guy I do want to mention that I'm gonna f- fade or I'm not gonna really bet at all is Hideki Matsuyama. Um, dude's battling injuries. Um, he played in the event last uh this last week here in california but uh i i i've heard that he's got wrist and possible back issues um so i just can't imagine him uh um you know playing that well or playing that much and you know you just look at does he ha- you know doesn't have a countryman that he's uh um you know that's on the team with him so there could be some awkwardness there as far as finding the right kind of partner for him there but uh um one 
uh, interesting one is for the uh, for the rookies. Mm-hmm. Um, well, first of all, it's weird to see Morikawa as a rookie on that. It's just, it's <laughs> that just is, very, yeah. very odd. Mm-hmm. Um, I do. I mean, I do like Sam Burns because I think mm-hmm. he's going to get. He's going to have that good pairing, and I, I, I think. I mean, there's, there's a lot of really good pairings here, but uh, you know, I, I just think that uh, um, you know he's, he's gonna, he's, he's got such a good game for match play that uh, um, that he's. I, I think he'll really kind of ball out because you know I, I think he wants to be on the Ryder Cup team, and this is, this is when these guys got to show up here is to, to, to show, um, you know, show, show Zach Johnson that that they can play on the, you know. Uh, <laughs> Under the you know under the spotlight there in match play and everything and and he he hits it well he's his iron game's improving and he and he's a good putter so you know he's a guy I like there so top debutant at at uh, plus five hundred I think is a pretty good number on him isn't that, isn't, that, isn't that debutant I don't know I think wouldn't it be debutant debutant I've never heard that word before I've I think I've seen it but sure. okay. <laughs> He's the top debutante. Um, there you go. I kind of forgot Zach Johnson was a Ryder Cup captain until you just mentioned it, and I was like, oh, fuck. Um, he's the assistant captain this week. And Webb Simpson's an assistant captain this week. Remember here, so I, I see that. And I think he's going to be a future uh, – I think he's going to be a future President's Cup or Ryder Cup captain. Yeah, like I said, I, I think we're I think we're looking a ways away, but you know. No, I, as I said, like what when they announced Zach Johnson or not Zach Johnson, Davis Love is the Presidents Cup captain. I was so pissed. I'm like, what a waste! Like throw throw Webb in there now. Who cares? Throw, it should have been Matt Kuchar this for for the Presidents. It should. I think Matt Kuchar. Yeah, I, I I think if and when he gets named to be a a future captain, I think that will be a good pick. Um. I mean, he deserves it. I mean, I know he hasn't won a major championship and they, they tend to want to stick to that, you know, as their preferences and everything like that. But uh, I think Matt Kuchar would be a fantastic one and, and absolutely deserves it. Cause he was been, he's been on the bad Ryder cup teams, you know, and he's uh, you know, he kind of had to deal with the, the, those, those garbage teams that would always lose to the, to the European teams. And, and he was always pretty solid and, and, you know, from what it sounds like he's probably he sounds like he's a good dude i mean they say he's pretty funny and stuff so yeah i mean he's a uh, shitty tipper but yeah good dude though huh. yeah yeah, yeah, he yeah. Was. <laughs> um there was one oh one uh one other thing uh with with some of the bets here uh any uh any interest in the hole in one at plus 550 for uh, a hole in one this week or uh if you predict what team has a hole in one uh, U.S. at a plus one thousand for a hole in one, or the internationals at plus twelve hundred. I kind of think hole in one's going to happen this week. I think it's a good bet. I can't. I'm trying to think of the par threes. I know they're they're a couple of them are brutal. I can which, only by really the way, remember seventeen. Yeah. Which, which, by the way, I don't know if you know this or I, I, I'm not hundred percent sure, but I'm almost I'm almost positive that the Green Mile, which is sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. Uh, really, really, really hard holes, including one of those par threes. They've actually rerouted the golf course. That's going to be, I think, 13, 14, and 15. Oh, is that right? Yes, because they want that They want that part, an integral part of just about every single match. So they move that one. They've routed it slightly different, and they're moving those up to uh, 
mm-hmm. um, to be included, which should be in just about every single match, which is going to be nice because, you know, it's such a hard stretch of golf there that uh, I think that'll be pretty interesting to see mm-hmm. them play all the time there. So, but yeah. plus five, but anyways, plus five fifty for a hole one. I think that's that's a good that's a good bet, and it could be the European or I'm sorry, not the European, the internationals. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got to think at, at some point, I, and I don't, I'm not familiar with part threes other than traditionally the seventeenth hole. But you would think at some point they're, they they they're going to find like a funnel pin, you know, yeah. for just you know, it's exciting, you know, for some interest, yeah. uh, you know, to. You know these things are you know set up by the by the home team. You know I could see Davis Love doing that. Um, you know he got he got hammered, he got hammered in 2016 by Justin Rose by uh, when he when he put all those middle pins at Hazeltine. At Hazeltine, yeah, 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 yeah. Fucking uh, fucking pro am is what he set it up as. So <laughs> see if that happens this week. <laughs> Um, I mean, I mean, in in Justin Rose's defense, it was, but uh, you know, well, they just they just didn't make enough birdies. I was gonna say they played the same golf course, though. I mean, you remember you remember that? Just going uh, digressing here. I think Mickelson played Sergio, and Mickelson shot like sixty three and lost like or sixty four and lost by like one down or something like that in the match. It was, it was just it was one. It was better, fun though. Yeah, it was one yep. of the better Ryder Cup matches. I mean, yeah, that was fun Sunday. Seen. Yeah. All right, uh, President's Cup this week in Quail Hollow. We'll uh, break it down next week, um, and uh, hopefully there's some good content. If if nothing else, we can we can talk about uh, Johnny. Thanks again, as always. Uh, it was fun. Yeah, thanks, and don't hit any ropes. You know, as you're walking out of the room, gotta watch those gallery ropes, everyone. Uh, we'll get some President's Cups uh, best bets up this week, and. Uh, um, See what happens there this week. Uh, see if it's a 20 to 10 thrashing by the U.S. Uh, who knows? That might be a best bet specifically. Uh, thanks for listening uh, to the podcast. As always, check us out on uh, Instagram, Facebook, and our YouTube channel as well. Uh, we will catch you next time.